The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. RTE bosses back in front of uh, the Oireachtas Media Committee uh, tomorrow, the first to get a go after the summer break. The broadcaster in advance has submitted hundreds of pages of documents to the committee and Jack Horgan-Jones, political reporter for the Irish Times, has been pouring through them. Jack, what have we learned? Well, Karen, as you said, there's a huge amount of, of new information coming out of RTE in relation to the ongoing scandal over disclosure of payments to Ryan Tuberty and the associated controversy around governance at the National Broadcaster, which the discovery of those payments has spawned. And today we are, we are in the press corps in Leinster House pouring over hundreds of new pages of documents, including um, cash for cars really is the most eye-catching uh, okay. element of this. this. So cash for cars, basically, we know that there's been a lot of discussion over uh, perks for presenters or staff in RT, and a lot of focus has come in on the question of cars. Um, there was obviously the, the issue earlier on this summer relating to Marty Morrissey and his receipt of, of a Renault, but perhaps a more substantive issue is the payment of car allowances to staff at RT. And the, the, the documents that were sent across to the Oireachtas Media Committee show that there is a rather large sum paid out every year uh, to 61 employees who are in receipt of car allowances. That was the figure for 2022. 61 people receiving 656,651 euros for car allowances. Now this rate, this ranges from at the lower end, people getting just between 1,000 and 1,500 euro all the way up to the very top end where people get between 24,000 and 25,000 euros where six people are in receipt of that top level payment. And I suppose that the question is within the kind of broader architecture of bonuses, perks, allowances and pay at the National Broadcaster, what role do these car payments um, uh, play? So it's interesting as well, isn't it? So twenty four, twenty five thousand euro is the highest level of car allowance paid. And we also learn, I understand from the documents, that uh, the lowest paid workers in RTE start out on salaries of about twenty four to twenty five thousand euro. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a synchronicity between those two two figures. It's that kind I'm of sure galling, RTE, wouldn't it, if you were one of those would, uh, lower paid workers realizing the the car allowance alone is being paid to some of the top executives. Yeah, in the knowledge that six people at the very top of the organization are getting a car allowance that's equivalent to basically your entire salary. And this was something that the the Oireachtas Committee sought uh, earlier on this year because there was an awful lot of focus coming to bear on the very top level of pay. So they went off and they asked, you know, how much do people at the very lowest rung uh, make in RT? And it looks like those starting salaries are between 24,000 and 25,000 or 26,000, that kind of level. What's interesting as well, though, returning the focus momentarily to those at the very top end of the food chain, the top 100 earners. Mm. RT is really digging in on this question of naming those people. So we know that the top on-air talent, although that term has been banned, uh, the top on-air presenters, that their fees have been published for some time. But following on from the controversy, there was this push that other top earners would also have their wages or their salaries paid. And RT has said, we're not even going to ask our staff that question because we don't think it's it's right and proper to do so. We think that we bring upon ourselves a whole host of data protection and GDPR issues. And we think that even if someone turned around and said to us, no, I'm not going to allow you to publish my salary if their name was later published as one of the top earners without a number next to it, that, that constructively their salary 
could become identified. So it'll be interesting to see whether that will become a bone of contention between the committee members who have been very thirsty for this type of information and RTE, which has been largely compliant with requests from the political system, but does seem to be, as I say, digging its heels in on this matter. Uh, can I ask then about Soho House? So just to remind people, Soho House was this facility in uh, London that RTE were paying membership of. It, it is effectively, it's a private club is maybe a way to describe it. But it meant that they had a space in London uh, in which to conduct business and and uh, hold meetings. What have we learned about how RTE used that facility? Yeah, so a very exclusive pied-à-terre in central London, which RTE claimed in the course of those uh, combustible uh, Oireachtas Committee hearings earlier on this summer, that it needed that effectively to hold meetings while it was in uh, while it was in London, that it had no British office. And the reason this became particularly controversial at the time is because some of the RTE staff, the editorial staff who were working over London, said that you know the the, the pervasions that were visited upon them in their in terms of their working conditions were such that they had to file copy and news reports from toilet cubicles at times and obviously that played out against the back, backdrop of uh, well-heeled executives swanning around the place holding meetings in Soho House was, was not a positive uh, vista for RTE. Now it showed it, the, the documents today uh, or that were given across yesterday show that actually there were only it was only used um, this being the, 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 the facilities mm. at Soho House they were only used on two occasions since 2019 both times by former commercial director Geraldine O'Leary the first in December last year for a leadership summit and the second in April of this year. There's no reason supplied for that second say, but the documents note that no meetings took place and so so obviously the the previous assertion that it was needed for meetings, that may be further probed tomorrow. At yeah, because I would have been one of those people, Jack, who was maybe uh, um, defending RTE in terms of the Soho House uh, aspect. You know, it looked bad on paper, but my rationale was that um, uh, the UK is still a relatively sizable market for RTE and uh, it made sense for them to have a facility there uh, to conduct meetings and to carry on business. It doesn't seem like they were actually using it, though. That's the problem. And and I think that, you know, it'll be really interesting to, to... delve into this question and kind of probe exactly what this document doesn't doesn't say because it, it would seem to suggest a fairly sparing use of what would be a fairly kind of I suppose overspecced facility when you consider that London is is obviously awash with hotels conferencing facilities event spaces and if you're only over once in a blue moon and not having extensive meetings that obviously calls into question the wider issue of whether this kind of membership was needed at all or whether it was more under the category of kind of, you know, lavish perks. So again, that's something that I think we should expect to, to, to come under some scrutiny tomorrow. We, we, we both deserve a pat on the back for getting this far without really getting into um, one individual more than anyone else in Ryan Tuberty. But uh, there are some details about the total cost of the so-called Tuberty Reno deal. Yes. So we know that at the core of all these controversies are three €75,000 payments to, to Ryan Tuberty made under the now infamous tripartite agreement. But they've they've kind of broken out some of the information uh, that came out in previous committee sessions uh, about kind of events that were linked to this and how much that cost. So we know that RTE picked up the tab for the events that were linked to this. And we know that there were other ancillary costs such as 
uh, a chauffeur service to uh, a staff member of NK Management, Noel Kelly's company, uh, to go to to go to one of the events. Um, but what they've done is kind of arranged all that, and they've they've shown that basically there's an extra forty five thousand euro when you when you throw it all in together. So that brings the the total cash costs of Ryan Tuberty's deal and associated events up from the two hundred twenty five thousand euros in fees to to just north of two hundred seventy thousand five hundred euros. Um, and listen, I know you, you, you're uh, detailing all of this and it's it's up on the Irish Times uh, website or on the app, people can find it, the 10 things that uh, you've picked out of all of it. And we've just gone through a few of them there. One more, though, I, I wanted to mention because it, it was one that was kind of rumbling away before the storm broke, the Ryan Tuberty storm, which is the question of bogus self-employment at RTE. Yeah, this is a this is a really big one, and it's it's one as you say that has been a drumbeat of bad news in the background for RT because basically they've been on the receiving end of several negative findings from the Department of Social Protection, which found that you know people who it had classified as being self-employed were in fact staff members at RT, and that there was an arising obligation for RT to make PRSI payments in respect of of those those people who were in fact employees, and RT one of the most kind of close guarded secrets uh, that the broadcaster has been protecting over the course of this controversy is how much this might actually end up costing it. They say they have made a provision for it, but they won't say because they say it's commercially sensitive and prejudice, all sorts of different proceedings. They won't say how much it could cost. And they're holding that position, but they have shed a little bit more light on the scale of this. They're saying that 144 investigations have been carried out by the Department of Social Protection, but that there's a big open question mark over just how big that 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 problem could get because they say they're unsure about how many the total could be and that even the department of social protection has been referring to different numbers in correspondence with RT over how many people may be affected in one piece of correspondence talking about 356 workers and another piece of correspondence talking about 700 workers. So, look, it, it's not quite as big or as sexy or as exciting as the Ryan Tuberty pay controversy, but in terms of how much it could cost, in terms of that contingent liability on the, the balance sheet of the, the national broadcaster and presumably the associated potential call on the exchequer for funds if another extra bailout is needed, that's a big one. Yeah, well, listen, uh, they're all big ones, maybe in different people's minds, but certainly uh, that one stands out. And you can read uh, Jack's analysis. Like I say, it's up there on the Irish Times website. Uh, Jack Horgan Jones is a political reporter uh, with the paper. Jack, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.